This is the Copper Crab Podcast. I'm Cheney Crab. I am Naveen Copperweiss. I almost forgot how to do that intro. I noticed a little lapse in your presentation. Yeah. (laughs) That's what she said. Uh, I don't even, what do I usually say at the beginning of a podcast? Don't I tell people to like... We're rusty. All right, listen yeah, up, we're listen a little up motherfuckers. Uh, this is the Copper Crab Podcast. I'm Naveen Copperwise, Cheney Crab over here. We're back in Sitting action. shotgun. We like were. and subscribe. Tell your friends. Buy a shirt. At the link in our description. That uh, was really good, Naveen. Went ahead and took care of that. Yeah. Handled it. Uh, it feels... Interesting. It's weird to be back. Yeah. It's it been is. a while. Yeah. We were on a uh, tour. It's, it wasn't a really long tour, but it was a, a medium sized length tour. Yeah. It was uh, about a month long, which is. It was exactly 30 days, I think. Yeah. But then we had to spend. It took us five days to actually get to the tour. And then four days to get home right so that's an extra nine days i think we left april 10th and we got back on may 18th or 19th yeah well the last show no, i was think it was 14th. the 20th yeah it was the probably the 19th that we got back so it's a so long yeah, time a month and nine days and we you yeah. do the math right and we like we traveled all throughout the U.S. and Canada. So we played 10 of those, I think 10 shows in Canada. And that's a really... I think it was 11. That's a really short time to kill a really lot of space. Yeah, like typically when you do a (laughs) tour in the States, you'll have a month or five weeks just to do the United States. So you'll have... uh, You won't have to drive as far in between shows totally for instance we went on a tour in 2019 that was there was one show in canada only one show and it was a 47 day tour was that tour really that long it was we played 47 shows so usually damn i don't know it just depends on the tour but a lot of the time you have uh a lot of time to get between two places that are relatively close together. And that really wasn't the case for us on this tour. So it was sort of hard for us to even try an attempt to do a podcast. Oh yeah. The idea of us doing a podcast on the road is laughable. I mean, seriously, I think it would have been different on a, on a different tour if we had more time, but this tour, we were most drives, I would say the average drive was six hours. Yeah, five, and six hours. You leave a show at, I don't know, one in the morning. You, le- you leave a show at midnight or one. And yeah. everyone's hungry, so you're going to stop at a gas station. That will get you to 2.30. And then you have a six-hour gap of time <laughs> in between when you... You're, it's going to take you six hours to get to the next place that you need to be at at two yeah. the next day. Yeah, we had a, we had a, uh, this sounds kind of like we're complaining, but this was the best tour that we ever have done. It really was. In my entire touring career. It really was. I mean, tours right now are fucking crazy. Like we were playing huge shows, right? I mean, there was 900 plus people at the Denver show. Yeah, I think Toronto too. freaking crazy. It It was was really insane. So fun. 
it was so much fun and it was just we met so many awesome people a lot of you came up and talked to us about the podcast which was just insane to me yeah also hey, we need to think of a name for the people who listen to the podcast yeah <laughs> all right so i wanted to put this out there if you guys have any ideas, send them on in. Someone come up with a name. Because Chaney and I can't come up with it. That's stupid. Yeah. You guys got to come up with your own fan club name. Yeah. We need a fan club name. <laughs> <laughs> we need one. We decided today. Yeah. About five minutes ago. Right. But so many of you, it was so cool to see so many of you who are into the podcast, who are wearing those limited tie-dyes that we've put out. It was really... We saw a limited tie-dye almost every day. I've, like I'd say... Every day. Some days there were a couple... Yeah. Not maybe not every day in Canada, but there were a few in Canada. Yeah, there were. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was like really cool for me. I'm like, hey, I made that in my kitchen. I know you're wearing it. I know. And you guys looked so cool in them. Yeah, definitely cooler than everybody else. (laughs) Number one uh, dressed person in the club. But wow, Chaney, it's been like how so it's been five weeks since we've done a podcast. Yeah. But you know what sucks is on the way home, I was like, well, we should have just done an audio only podcast. I know. I can't we believe like, that you just uh, thought of that. So what this tour did for us, because we've never been on tour since we started doing this podcast now, almost yeah. three years ago. Right. Uh, so what this tour taught us is that we need to come up with like a, a logical way. Streamlined version. Yeah. Streamlined version of what we can do yeah, with the because podcast. I, pa- on I tour. packed up like, all the, this gear and put it in this like suitcase like the <laughs> monitor and you guys can't see the monitor but there's a monitor and there's a computer and all this stuff and the idea that i'm gonna <clears throat> when i was setting it up today i was like it took me like two three hours to set everything up right the lights and everything like what a fool i know because no joke we're literally doing stuff from the moment we load in which is maybe like a half an hour after we get to the venue you a lot of the time it's right away but we're doing something all day until the end of the show yeah and then you do stuff after the show because you're driving in a van no it was jam-packed there's not really time to do i think if we had it like it was on a phone and there was like some sort of somewhat professional audio recorder yeah and we just did it like that i'm I'm, I'm gonna look into that yeah that's a good and idea. on the go thing because you know we're gonna be doing more tours got stuff in the in the works and uh we're gonna want to do a podcast i don't want to miss that much i don't either maybe a fucking audio only i mean whatever it's better than nothing yeah i think we're gonna go we're gonna do something over the summer and i think that we it will have enough time because it's gonna be a shorter run so we'll have enough to like we'll be able to do a podcast before it oh and you know so bank one maybe yeah we could bank one maybe two I don't know. We'll figure it out. I though. think it would be. I still think it would be really cool to do one on the road. I do too. And I, I th- feel sort of stupid that we didn't do it, but I mean, I know. dude, it was just uh, once we got out. Once we got out on tour, I was like, "Holy hell, this is like way more than I remember." I mean, we don't have <laughs> like you know roadies and stuff. We were doing our own merch, yeah. selling the merch ourselves, yeah. and which is really fun. That's how we got to talk. I know. To I had a lot of fun doing merch on this time. Yeah, me too. Uh, this tour, this time around, I loved doing merch. It was so fun to hang out with everyone to like meet people who are into the band and yeah we got to talk to everybody yeah and i mean another thing we should mention is all the bands that were on the tour were so sick yeah it was awesome being on tour the i couldn't have asked for better tour mates 
to go back out on the road yeah. with like a better just crew of homies right and for those of you who don't know it was uh arch spire was the headliner antheos direct support in fury and vulvidinia yeah oh that's right i want to wear my vulvidinia shirt but oh yeah next I chose week. bucky's instead next week <laughs> but yeah they were everyone killed it every night uh people liked every band it was just like buzzing the tour was buzzing yeah. and it was really a, a great experience with really awesome people and bands and our crew was awesome yeah it was the first time that we went on tour with our guitar players brian james and rob brown and they king killed it king of shred they killed it so hard it was so fun being on stage with them uh we had the best sound guy marshall and it just fucking killed it was yeah. so much fun and you know we uh, i think I wasn't really worried about getting along with those guys at all. So that was um, kind of, it went better than I expected because we got along really well, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, feel like we're like best friends now. But yeah. uh, beyond that, I was a little concerned about, I don't know, just going back on tour. What's it going to be like? Is mm -hmm. there going to be all these COVID restrictions? Are we going to be able to get into Canada? Because there was like 11 days in Canada. Yeah. So, uh, you know. They have different rules and stuff over there. So uh, it worked out. You know, we got into Canada. We got, we into, got into Canada, Canada twice, actually, because we went into Canada, played five shows, dipped back in the States, did two, go back into Canada and did like six more shows. And honestly, everything went great. It was it uh, really did. I couldn't I, have asked for more. We started out, though, stuck in a snowstorm. So right. we missed the first show in Seattle and I feel really bad because we were supposed to see a band they were playing, but they got to play the actual show because we didn't get a play. Or they got upgraded. They were playing like an after party yeah. and they were, they were like, you know, fans of us or whatever. Primordial atrocity. But they got upgraded. <laughs> they got the to play the actual show. show. I'm glad. So shout out to Primordial Atrocity. I'm glad you guys got to play the actual show. I'm... <laughs> I'm bummed that we didn't get to play Seattle and yeah. see you guys rip the after show. I know. But uh, next I'm, I'm time. I'm actually, yeah, still kind of, now that I think about it, damn, I wanted to play that show. I really wanted to play so that show. But we, so what happened is we, we were dumb. We didn't play the show, the like lead up shows within Fury. We chose not to play those. We're like, let's just rip it straight <laughs> there, dude. Fuck it. Yeah, because we didn't really want to leave you know that you're extending a tour so we were like fuck it let's not like extend it this time and we left early by the way we did we left four days early yeah right? and we were wait like, no we so we left on sunday and the tour started on friday yeah so we're like that's more than enough time yeah to freaking we thought we would make it to seattle but with we, time to spare like let's get a hotel and go to the gym yeah we thought we were just like cruising but um we got stuck in wyoming i think it was i-84 in wyoming no that yeah. that that was where it was in seattle or in uh port oregon where we got stuck the second time it, uh, and thought we were gonna have to miss the portland <laughs> yeah, show too yeah so we went up this like sketchy interstate in well, wyoming. let's first start off by saying it was like starting to be spring yeah we thought that it was gonna be hot we didn't even yeah. take hoodies on this tour because we were like it's gonna be hot everywhere i'm like it's great. Yeah. Let's go. This is going to be a fucking nice tour. Spring starting. It's, you know, the birds are chirping. Right. Let's go. Right. So the first like nine hours of the drive, it was hot. 
And we did find out that the AC in the van didn't work. Yeah. Once we got on the road. Right. Because <laughs> I haven't had it. I didn't think to even try it. I don't use the AC in the Bay Area when we were out there because it's always cold. Yeah. And then we got out here. It was freaking winter. It was freezing. So we didn't even try it. We get on the road. Immediately hot. It's hot as hell. Yeah. And the AC is not working. I'm like, oh, this is not good. But it wasn't so hot that like we were going to it was suffocate just nice in the out. humidity. Yeah. yeah. It was just nice out. It was like spring weather. So, of course, I'm thinking, you know, California boy. I'm thinking, here we go. We're good to go here. But, and what what really kills me is that we didn't even check the weather. The only reason I have the weather channel on my phone so is because when we moved here, our friend's wife, it start, It was storming one day. We've told this story on the podcast. We went to Walmart and we were like, we're going to get groceries. And there was supposed to be a snowstorm. And we didn't realize, understand why there was no one else at Walmart with no, us. No, no, the Walmart was ultra Oh, it was packed. packed. Yeah. yeah. We went the next day when it was, yeah, when yeah. no one was no, there. No, we went, we went, it was ultra packed and we were there buying something dumb like packing tape. Yeah. Something. And we were like, why is everyone like, at Walmart yeah, right I now? Guess, yeah, I was like, I guess this is like people from other towns come to this Walmart. Yeah. You know? It was our first time there, I think. Yeah. It was like time. right when we moved here. And so we went over to our friends that night and, and like, she was like, there's going to be a storm. Like yeah, there's going to be a dumb. winter storm tomorrow. Like, do you have food? And then she was like, do you have the weather app, the weather channel app? And I didn't because in the Bay, you don't really need to check the weather. It's either going to be rainy or it's going to look like it's rainy. Grab a hoodie. That's the way. Yeah. Grab a hoodie. Which I'm not a huge fan of, by the way. It gets annoying to me. I like I, having I, a little bit of heat here and there. I like having just a change in seasons, which you don't yeah. really get there. But anyway... So I had the Weather Channel app because of that and just didn't check it when we were in Wyoming because I didn't think we were going to have to. I guess I've lived in California for too long, too. Yeah, you're a sellout. Sellout. And so, yeah, so we were driving one night. No, Naveen was driving. I won't say we. Yeah. Naveen was driving one night and I was back on the bunk trying to go to sleep and I, I was trying to fall asleep for started. like 15 minutes and I looked out the windshield and I like yelled from the back of the van, Naveen, are you okay? Because it was just like the snow was just like it plummeting was, down. Seriously, I've been on, I've been touring since I was a, like almost 20 years at this point. Okay. So I've seen snow in my day <clears throat> and this this one at night that you're talking about mm-hmm. that was the first like this isn't good sign i was like this is crazy i was getting like fatigued yeah like uh this there, there's this thing that happens to you when you're in the ocean and like you get hit by a wave you don't know which way is up or down like you don't know which way to swim and that's honestly how i felt i was like what's going on like there was so much snow and it was going so fast that I couldn't really tell if I was moving or not or like it confused the shit out of me. And it was dark. And it was pitch dark. black. Yeah. And we were on mountainous terrain. It is you're you're starting to get into the Rockies over there. Right. That was probably I don't know if that was when we were in Wyoming yet or not. I don't know. Well, but that's when it started to be. What what states good. under Wyoming? No, we were because Wyoming is like on the way up to, uh, or wait, no, what's below Montana. 
So Montana. it's Mo- was it is yeah. it Montana and then Wyoming? I believe so. Yeah. Okay, so we were in Montana. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was nuts. It there was a point where it was, it was just like we cannot continue driving because the road was covered. We were going on a decline, and the snow was coming down so hard that you could only see like I don't know five feet in front of the car. Yeah, so I think it was at nuts. that point we just pulled over and like went to sleep. Yeah, we slept on the side the of the was interstate. Frozen. Chaney and I sleep right next to each other on a bunk, so Body like, heat. and we don't have much room. I'm like, like this, like, it, it sucks. So, it does not matter what the weather's like outside. I wake up sweaty every single day, <laughs> like, no matter what. And I, it's also at the very back of the van, so I feel like all the heat accumulates back there and yeah. can't escape. Yeah, I do. Because too. I'll like jump over you and get, to, and it's like. 10 degrees cooler. That is what happens because I used to sleep on that side because there was a hot every day. There was like a gap in between the seats. So I wanted you to sleep on that side. Yeah. And uh, it was hot. I was always hot. Hot so every day. It does not matter what. And meanwhile, the guys are down like freezing like they're, sleeping bags. Yeah. Sleeping bags over their face. And yeah. it's like freezing cold. Shivering. I wish that was the case for me. I like that. When I'm trying to sleep. Yeah, I, I do too. So like anyway, I think cold. we just pulled over, went to sleep for a little while. We woke up and there was a ton of snow, but it, I don't think it was actively snowing at that point. And then we're driving a long way. There's, you know, it's winter now. I'm like, what the hell? I thought it was freaking. Well, I think we didn't even make it like 20 miles that day. Okay. So that it's was the, the day. Yeah, it was the next day. We made it like from that point that we stopped to sleep. We made it about 20 miles into a town. Because the interstate was closed. You and I woke up early and we're like, all right, we're going. We're going to kill it. And then uh, we got 20 miles in the interstate. Then it turned into, this was the craziest thing I've ever ever seen. They were putting, they put down, what they do is they put down like gates. Yeah. On the interstate. So you cannot pass it. Right. But before we got to that point, it was during the day and there was so much snow and no one out. I mean, there was, it just got to a point where there was no cars. Yeah. Just us. There was straight up, it was just pure ice. And it was just white. Like you couldn't even see the I was just driving through the tundra. Like yeah. I was, I was kind of just making my way by seeing like the signs and stuff like that. And it, that was, f- and everybody in the van, we were like joking and like having a really good time and stuff. And I remember it just went silent. Remember that? Yeah. It just went it dead quiet and everybody was just like, oh, this is not good. This is really bad. And then, uh, Chaney, you were saying to pull over. Yeah. And I was like, fuck that, dude. I'm not about to get trapped out here for who knows how long. And uh, we looked it up and there was a town 15 miles away. Yeah. Oh, I remember this. 15. So I was like, we have to barge through this for 15 miles. And yeah. then we made it to the town. As soon as we made it to the town, all the interstates were shut. Yeah. That's it. That's done. where they had the gates down. Yeah. So we just pulled off and something happened with our like heater. Oh, so I noticed that uh, it was intermittently. Uh, wait, wait, before this happens, sorry to interrupt you, but we stopped at We were at a gas station for like three or four hours. And we were waiting to the side of that gas station, remember? And we would go inside and get food. 
And I talked to a few people who were from Tennessee, who had driven from Tennessee and were stuck there. And we were all just kind of wondering what was going to happen if the interstate was going to reopen. So after we we had been there for four hours, we were like, fuck this. Let's go into the town and see, you know, nothing's going to open. That was after we pulled off. We were at that gas stop. Right. Yeah. So then we went to an O'Reilly's. Yeah, because I noticed that the van, uh, the defroster, it was like cutting in and out. Yeah. And like when it would cut out, the f- it would just be fogged up and it's like you can't drive. Yeah, it was scary. So, so like, that's okay. even worse. Yeah, I'm like, this is not good. So I look <laughs> up online and it's like, oh, your blower, blower motor is what it's called. Mm-hmm. It blows the hot air out or the cold air for the AC was out. So, yeah, I go, I'm like, fuck it, let's go. I'm going to fix it myself. I don't really know anything about cars, by the way. You drive too. to the o- O'Reilly, right? Oh, 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 O'Reilly. They have it. And I'm out there. Auto parts. It's so cold. <laughs> I remember. And I have to, like, take the battery out and the battery tray. And all. working on cars fucking sucks because. In order to get to the thing you want, you have to move a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, it's like surgery. It's really shitty. And anyway, luckily I brought a a tool bag with like a pretty well-loaded tool bag full of stuff. And uh, yeah, I made it happen. Changed out the blower motor. It sucked, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this and it'll be a funny story and I'll be stronger because of it. And now you know how to do that. Yeah. And... Exactly. That's amazing. And it worked. We went in there, fired it up. It was like and it was blowing out working. hot air. We were like, yeah. yeah. Hot air the rest of the tour. And then uh, we went and got a hotel. Well, we went and got Mexican food and then we got a hotel. That's right. Mexican food and a couple of margaritas. And then we got a hotel. And then Which the next day, better, the next the day we were home free. We're like, we're maybe we can. I don't no, know if I it think- was home free. I feel like we're, it was Arctic and we were scared. We're like, we were kind of like, like, let's do this. No, we woke up and uh, the road was still closed. Remember? No, I don't remember that. The freeway that we were initially going on was closed. Oh, we had to turn. So we decided we're going to go down through Boise, Idaho, which was like way hella far. Right. That was scary. We're going to swoop down through Idaho and go up up through Oregon to go to the Portland show. So then we went down that way. It took us maybe eight extra hours, nine extra hours. Yeah. And we were driving. So we knew that we were going we 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 to miss Seattle at that point. We that were like, we're the missing show. this show. So then we drove through Idaho, through Salt Lake City, through Idaho, and up through Oregon, where we, I don't, can't remember if we slept or not, but there. then we got to I-84 in Oregon which the day of the Portland show yep. was closed as well. So we had to pull off of the interstate for like, I think it ended up being like three hours. Well, no, you remember what we did? <clears throat> we went, I was trying to go like back roads. Oh yeah. So yeah. I was on like a dirt road. Mm-hmm. It was like insane. It was course, really scary. I was getting yelled at. <laughs> Get up, let's turn around, whatever. And I'm like, all right, well, fuck. I mean, I tried to go around this closure and then we just got to another closure yeah they were like you gotta just wait and so we just waited it out and then oddly enough where we were waiting 
we on when Chaney and I were driving home, we got a hotel and we looked across the street and we were like, "That's where we we were waiting." Yeah. For the the road to open. And on the way back, it was like pure springtime. Really yeah, it nice. was great. Mm-hmm. It was great. But we got back on the interstate after about three hours of waiting that day. We went to like a grocery outlet and got food. Yeah. And we made it to the show in Portland that night, which was sick. Yeah, and then it was on. We hit and that show on. up, and it was like, oh, man. I'll tell you what, though. I was nervous at that show, dude. I was Me walking too. Around. I was walking around like about to have a panic attack like i'm having a good time here (laughs) (laughs) because you're uh our friends who live in portland were there and they're like all like you know having a good time getting drunk and stuff like yeah i can't wait to see you guys and like i walked up and i was like all right these people are having too much fun like i can't (laughs) i got it i didn't feel that like loose yeah and for some reason seeing them just having like the best time ever like made me even more nervous you know yeah. I was like, all right, all right, I can't, I got to like go over here now. Yeah. But, uh. That Portland show was so fun though. Yeah, it was totally sick and it, like. So it was the best welcome back I could have imagined. <sighs> like, I thought this tour would be cool and fun and good, but I just didn't really expect what the tour ended up being. We didn't realize the, like, hype level. Yeah. Like, people were just hyped. Yeah. Every day. I think people were just stoked to, like, be going to a show again and. You know, especially in Canada, a lot of those people hadn't seen a metal show since before the pandemic. Yeah. So just uh, everyone was kind of morale was at an all time high. Morale was sick, dude. Yeah. We had some uh, ultra sick morale. <clears throat> yeah. Up. Mm-hmm. And everything went great with our crew and everything. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that was just a fucking good time. It was a good time. Driving home was kind of shitty. Took forever. Yeah. Uh, of course, it was the first tour ever where we had to drive home from the West Coast right after we moved from the West Coast. Like, there's been tours where we've literally driven to Nashville to start the tour. Yeah. I'm like... Several times. All right, the first time we get a tour, it's in freaking the West Coast. Yeah. God damn The it. next thing we're doing, though, we it's only like a two-hour drive. Yeah. To the first show. So... Right. so there's another thing. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I kind of said that earlier, but we'll probably announce that soon. But, uh... Yeah, so it was a good tour. Um, but there's something really terrible happened on the tour, which right. we should talk about, which is that Trevor Stranad passed away. Yeah, which absolutely. is That was such a... Terrible. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. And uh, we did a podcast with him, I think, a year ago. Right. Which I feel lucky that we got to talk to him that recently. Because, you know, tour wasn't happening so you know you don't see all of the people that you see normally at shows on tour right and uh people have been commenting on that and it, i'm i want to go back and watch it just oh, to, people have been going back and like watching yeah the episode. kind of watch it uh, which it was it was just a really good talk and i think that it like encompassed who trevor was to yeah. people who i uh, look up to him as a musician and his band and it's just really he he really like was there for underground metal yeah i mean there was no one like him really in that way like other people in the bigger bands they obviously you know they're they're down for metal and stuff but a lot of people at that point 
are somewhat jaded. Yeah. Trevor yeah. really championed underground bands. Yeah. Like he had uh, a column, the obituary, obituarist. Yeah. Uh, he, where he talked about underground bands. That's why, that's how I knew about Malcolm's uh, like solo project, oh, right. Loathing Requiem. He had right. us on there. He, he just fully supported the underground scene. Yeah. Like was a part of it. It didn't matter how big or how like well known his band became or he became. Yeah. I mean, at the first uh, Entheos tour that we did, on the first day of the tour, was yeah. in Detroit, outside of Detroit, and he was there. I I probably hadn't seen him in years, mm -hmm. and he was there. And I ran I I ran into him, and he had already like bought like a shirt and the ep and like yeah i saw it in his hand and i was like damn this guy just like bought all the merch that's insane i know you know and he did that for like every band he really did you know? and there really isn't i don't know i can't really think of another guy who would do that who's like in one of the bigger bands yeah i mean he took us on our second tour yeah black dahlia took us on our second tour and you know, for me, I was someone, I grew up listening to the Black Dahlia Murder. Trevor is a huge influence on my vocals. My my high-pitched vocals, like, he's he's the guy. And having someone like that come and support your music and your band, that's, that's an insane, awesome thing. Yeah. And it's cool that he was there for bands and cared that much about metal. Yep. And um, it's just really, really... It's terrible. Oh. It's a terrible thing that happened. It's beyond tragic. And I mean, <clears throat> so many people that I know were close with them, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, yeah, that was definitely really shitty. It really was. That was a rough day on tour. I think everyone was kind of feeling it. That was uh, Edmonton. Yeah. 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 So that was something really terrible that happened on the tour. But, you know, I think that an important thing when things like this happen is to obviously remember all of the great things that that person brought into the world. I mean, Trevor made a, he's made a mark on metal. Yeah, absolutely. Like the Black Dahlia murder, they're, a, they're an incredibly important band. Him as a like figurehead of music, of metal, he's a really important and it's cool that he was able to bring that in the world, into the world while he was here. Agree, 100%. Yeah. So <clears throat> I guess it's, you know, all that we can do is continue to support and, yeah. Yeah. And maybe be a little bit like him, you know, yeah. be open minded and like support all the, every freaking, I mean, when I'm on Instagram, and I find out about some band and I go to their Instagram page, it's, it'll like be followed by Trevor Medium. Yeah. You know, like followed by, but no one else that I know will, will have heard of them before. Yeah, definitely. Like almost every freaking obscure band I find out about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I always, I think we told him that. that. I think yeah. you told him that when we talked on that podcast. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So yeah, that was definitely fortunate to have had him on the podcast and stuff. And, and to have known him. Yeah. He's a great dude. Totally. Yeah. I mean, shit, dude. I remember playing shows with them when I was in Animosity. Really? Yeah. Absolutely. Like, in specific, I remember this one. 
I think the day that I met him was, um, we played like, I think it was called Robot Mosh Fest. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. That was yeah. in uh, the Midwest. I think it was in Detroit. I think it was in Detroit. Yeah. yeah. It was like at a skating rink. <clears throat> totally. And uh, they played and we played too. And I think I just, I don't know if I met him there. Or met, I, I was around that time. 2007 or 2006 oh wow yeah and yeah i remember just being like damn they're like pro as fuck because <laughs> they like had done like legit tours and oh yeah i remember like i went out back and they were like loading up their trailer and they were like all serious like getting it done real quick you know like i was like damn these guys are hella pro you know because they're like older than us <laughs> totally and anyway yeah it's i've been thinking about that a lot actually lately yeah that show good times yeah so uh how do but you anyway, how do you yeah. really move on from segue that, from that. Yeah. but uh yeah in other news we uh made it home safe um i mean it felt like we were gone for a really long time i think it's the the first tour back in how long? Three years almost? I mean, yeah. shit, dude. Since it's been summer of 2019 for us. Okay. We took some time off and then we started working on the album, which we're yeah. finishing. Yeah. So uh, in other news, we got back and uh, Mark Lewis is mixing the album and he lives really close to us. So we're able to just go over there and kind of sit there and... So like, oh, that little thing needs to go up. And Instruct him. Yeah, so we did <laughs> that pretty around. much all day yesterday. I think we were there for like... I gotta be honest, Naveen, before we went, I didn't realize how many notes you had. I didn't realize you were spearheading the notes campaign, but you had some <laughs> notes when we got See, there. Yeah, I mean, I don't have, like I said, I said I don't have any notes, but I have a lot up here. So you do have notes. They're mental notes. Yeah, so we just kind of went through the whole album and I was like, hey, that needs to go up, that that thing blah 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 you know just little stuff i mean it's so like we were he was sending us stuff on the road and i was like dude it it was probably like a week before we were gonna get home and i was just like man every single change is like 10 emails so i'm like let's just not do this and i'll just come over when we get back yeah it's easier that way make it happen so all three of us us and Evan were able yeah. to go over to Mark's and check out the mix and, you know, automate Honestly, what needed automated. Really good time. It was a great time. Yeah. And I don't see how we are going to make an album again without doing it this way. I'm loving it, dude. Especially yeah. living down the street from the person who works on our albums. I mean, I'm so excited for people to hear it because it just, it sounds more, it just sounds like really well it sounds put together. Second to none, dude. Yeah. It's just polished. It yeah, sounds it's polished. like you're just getting the goods yeah. all the time. And, I, and the material is really cool. And the whole thing is like, it's cool hearing it like mixed because I can actually just listen to it and yeah. I don't have to judge it. I mean, I'm almost at the point where I can just listen to it and it's all good, but I'm getting the like the vibe of how it's going to feel to listen to it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And I... Truly, like, listening to it. I, in the past, when I get our mixes, there's always a part where I'm like, I wish I would have done that a little bit differently. Or I don't feel that way about this album. 
Yeah, are we going to get to the point where it's like there's nothing that we want to change about it? Yeah, I, mean, I don't that's know. That's fucking kind of crazy. That'll be nice. I think that's what that's we're a, doing here. That's a I welcomed think. idea. Like if it came out right now, I'd be like, there'd be a couple little things. Yeah. That I heard today when we were listening to Same. it. Same. But I'd be fine. Yeah. I'd still be like, it's the best thing there ever. There are like three vocal parts that I think need to brought, be brought forward yeah. a little more. But I mean, I could convince myself that it was... Chill. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I would forget in a year what my complaints were because even less... I mean, I don't know. I might change them, I guess. I don't Just, know. I'm not a big doing stuff over email guy. Dude. Yeah. I don't like it. Well, I don't I think that it's easy it. to get... In text, period, like in texts or email, I don't think it's easy to get points across. And that is why I think that businesses use Zoom. Why would you use, not use jump Zoom? On, yeah. Yeah. It's so much easier to get your point across without, you know, in an email, you don't want to write a paragraph of stuff or in a text. No one wants to read that oh kind God, of, yeah. but they'll listen to you on the phone. I love having conversations with people on the phone. I like, I like feel. Like yeah. I've, you know, sp spoken with someone for the day. Yeah, I'm like old school. I'll just pick up the horn, especially yeah. when I was doing the flip phone thing. Yeah. I'm like, just pick up the horn. Get on the horn, dude. Give me a call. Get I'm not fucking going back and forth with you on this thing. Yeah, and it's, it's Millennials business. are going crazy with the texting, right? They'll do the this long. Uh, you know what? I'm so if sick it's of this long. Fucking call me, man. I'm sick of I'm sick of elegant millennial texting. <laughs> I'm sick of like. It would behove us to uh, get know. together and then stop. I know. Just, just say it over the fucking phone, dude. Overly thought. God. Like, uh, you went back and erased. Uh, you know, you're like, I don't know if I want to do that. No, 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 no. Erase, 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 erase. Yeah, yeah. All right. Behove. Thesaurus. Yeah. Th thesaurus. What's the best? <laughs> Let's see some synonyms for, for the word. Uh, behove. Behooves you. Behooves. <laughs> You yeah, know what I mean? Just, I'm sick of it. Oh my. Just call me, man. Yeah, just call me. Because you're never, you don't talk like that, first of all. You don't speak like uh, you're Anne Rice writing a novel. Novelists Stop. on the phone. You're not a texting. novelist. Yeah. Just call me. Give me a call. Be a speech. But yeah, I mean, I think that works even. I mean, that's true times a million when it comes to recording. Yeah. Because you got to be like, I feel like the synth layer at 14 7 17 yeah needs more energy or something stupid i like know that. but in real life you're like you hear that little split splat it needs to be turned up more split splat like turn the split splat up yeah, more. Like, and then you can make fun of it when yeah. you're there in real life i like make fun of everything i'm like the top gun guitar solo needs to come up yeah or, you know, or i'll be like yeah i've got such a big ego that now that i'm playing guitar it needs to be, you know what i mean which I is like, true naveen has turned the guitar up so loud on this <laughs> record true the solos especially i could one you of know, the solos today when we were listening to it i was like could do with a little more lead <laughs> could come up one a of the bit. there are some leads i could see coming up but the other yesterday i was like this motherfucker is like trying to make the leads 12 times louder than the vocals. Well, they don't happen when Yesterday the Yesterday they happen. were competing. There is a part, the Top Gun part, that competes with the vocals. The Top Gun part, I'm down to. I didn't even want to do that. The Top Gun part, for everyone who hears the al who hears this and hears the album, is why I got in a scooter accident. Yeah, because I was Because I like came up with the idea for the Top Gun part. Remember? Yeah, totally. I came up with the idea that there needed to be a lead 
intersecting in the fucking part and we had done the singing vocals on the part and we wanted to celebrate it we were so like we that lead is dancing. so it, see our me and cheney's problem right now that we're having that is, we celebrate every little thing yeah we're like we got the we got the, we got a good mix going on let's go <laughs> yeah. celebrate let's go get some margaritas we're like, the mix is almost done shrimp cocktail time i know it's terrible <laughs> it's terrible and today before we're, like we were getting ready to do the podcast we're like all right listen during the week, no more celebrating. No more celebrations. We, we say that we like, celebrate. Yeah. We're like, all right, we're going to celebrate that. And then we move it to the weekend. Yeah. We'll celebrate it this weekend. <laughs> but another thing is like, I mean, dude, we used to fucking have to get up early to work our jobs and shit at, uh, when we lived in Santa Cruz. And since we've moved out here, we've just been doing music stuff and like, we don't have the day jobs anymore. So it's a little weird. Like, yeah, because you're like, not on a schedule. Yeah, and I'll wake up, I'll go to bed early and like wake up late. Yeah. It's like, uh, we were saying daily, we're like, we need to imagine if we put the type of effort that we used to put in, because we used to do everything we do now, plus a day job. Imagine if we just did that much effort. I don't even think I probably would do that. but Day job effort. Day job effort into what we're doing now. Night job sensibility. I mean, the thing is. Day job effort, hobby <laughs> level. Would we actually do that? Because that means like I'd have to get up at like 7.30. I think we're going to get up at 8. I'm thinking 9. No, 9's too late because <laughs> then you don't get going around. You want to get going at 9. Yeah. The thing is. I want to wake up at 8, go to the gym at 8.30. Yeah, we got to do it. That starts the day. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to spearhead this campaign. All right. Let's fucking do it, man. I mean. Because especially through the summer. It's easy to take the summer as like party time. You know what else we do? We fall asleep on the couch we gotta stop watching doing like Queen uh, of Versailles. Yeah, Queen of Versailles. The worst shows on the well, on earth. Or like uh what's the kitchen? Bar rescue. Yeah. I mean, we can't do that anymore. And we fall asleep on the couch, we wake up on the couch at like two in the morning. Yeah, and it's like, oh you shit, get up dude. and go to bed and then you're like you feel like you went to bed at two in the morning. Yeah. And then you're waking up at 10. We've been home for six days. It's time to cut this shit out. Yeah, we've been home for six days. I've been trying to set up my drums like to make a video or trying to like <laughs> for the whole. But really, time. we've been celebrating. Like, Actually, yesterday, though, we the mixed the record for yeah. eight hours. And tomorrow I've got to do a, a gig. But uh, And today we had to go do like a bunch of. Right now we're giving Old. ourselves fucking excuses is what we're doing. Yeah, we oh, saw yesterday. We didn't. I know we're, we're shot. We, we're shot. We didn't we're even go. Over we did Mark's. manage to do the podcast. We didn't even though. go over to Mark's until 11. And, you know, we did a bunch of errands today. We did some errands. And then okay, so well, more excuses. All right. Tomorrow we're waking up at eight o'clock. Nine. No, I can't. I can't go from waking. Well, I mean, remember, honestly, we I'm, used to wake up at 530. Yeah, I know. When we started the podcast, if you go listen to episode one, it's yeah, like, we were like on top like, of it. I'm all like cut, and I'm like, <laughs> "Yep, just woke up at five thirty. We today. should go uh, listen to the people we were at the first podcast and yeah. like get some inspo. It started going downhill, honestly, after we started the podcast. I know because every time we do the podcast, we're like, we need to drink a beer. Yeah, I know. Well, that's, a, that's the like one time do. during the week that we're allowed to drink beer. I already said this before. I said this all the time. We're like your fun Podcast drunk. Hack. We're like your fun aunt and uncle. Except we have no nephews or nieces. Right. We have cats. But um, 
I mean, I think our podcast is just a little bit. It, it's got to have that fun component. Speaking of cats, <laughs> our cat Pappy has been bringing in like baby bunnies, lizards, uh, a He's bird. A straight up murder. I saw him. I saw a buried bird yesterday that he did, <laughs> and I caught a, I caught a lizard out there that's huge. The lizards in Tennessee. So what Tennessee has no, done? No, they're called a skink. A skink. That's what it's called. <laughs> Not a skink. A skink. It, it's like a salamander, but that's what Chelsea said. She said it was called a skink. Yeah, it's called a skink. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I looked it up and I'm like, yep, that's what it was. But you so know, so what Tennessee has done is they've taken all of the the unwanted animals from all the other places and they put them into Tennessee. There's a lot of critters running around, dude. Dude, a lot of unwanted critters. Uh, a lot of bugs they got. There are ants crawling on the outside of our I house right now. I don't now. mind if he catches skinks and all that stuff, but I don't want him to catch birds. Or baby bunnies. Yeah, so... And then I have to save a baby well, what bunny. What about that collar that I ordered? You think he's going to wear it? When is it coming? It's just going to take a while. Why? I don't know. We could have just gone to Petco and bought it. They don't have one. So I, f- I saw this. <laughs> How do you know? I looked. Oh, okay. Well, we can't we there, just get him a bell? Isn't that what they're for? I feel like that's just so mean, though. To do to him. Yeah, like he's got to listen to a bell all day. I know. Imagine if you ran around and every time you moved, that a fucking bell so sounded off. Shit. But I found, so I don't know. I think my phone was like listening to me, spying on me, and showed me on Instagram this. It's like a colorful cat collar. It's oh, like yeah. a rainbow. Yeah. Because one of the things, like, birds, they can't see the cat coming. So, Pappy's going to look like Liberace. Yeah, he's <laughs> going to look... cat color. He's going to be celebrating. <laughs> but people were like, yeah, the cat didn't like it at first, and now he doesn't really care. Yeah, because Pappy has never had a collar. I'd he say was we raised just throw it on him, dude, and that's yeah, just what he's got to do. He's got to suffer. Yeah, you have to pay your dues to exist in this existence. Because I don't really want them like taking out the birds, you know. I, I I like having. I don't know. I've heard. I've heard. I don't know if this is just like hippie conspiracies or not, but that cats are like devastating bird population. I've heard that. It too. might be true. I don't know. How could it not be true if my cat's killing like five birds a year? Well, when you go outside, think of how many cats there are. Well, I'll birds. say this: when you go outside, it sounds like a jungle, and there's like billions of birds like chirp. I'm also so, thinking I mean, this about bunnies too. Like, are we overpopulated with these animals? Because I saw four bunnies hopping in my neighbor's yard today. And there are probably four bunnies in our yard. So yeah. we're talking so eight there's bunnies. There's a lot of bunnies. We're talking eight bunnies within a hundred feet of each other. Right. There could be, I don't know, fucking a hundred bunnies in this neighborhood. That's pro- overpopulation. There probably is. We see deer on our neighbor's lawns all the time and on our own lawn. We see like five to ten deer a day. But I think just to play it safe, I'd, this is, I'd rather I think him... I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd rather him not catch the birds. That's just kind of where I'm at. Me too. Uh, and I can't count how many birds are in the trees, so I don't know. I feel like there's an overpopulation just judging Seems by, like there's a lot of birds. I'm just going to Judging by how loud they are when I go outside, yeah. this is how it sounds. <laughs> but like 20 like, of those. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, babe, do it. I'll make my bird noise right. and you do yours. That's what it sounds like. But times 10. I was actually on the phone with my brother today outside and I was like, oh shit. He's like, dude, it sounds like you're in the jungle. 
Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I don't in know, California really though, I would know. I always noticed this when we went to Houston. How many birds there were? Because in California there are like no birds. So maybe what I'm thinking of is a California thing. Maybe it's like there's no bird population in California. Maybe the cats in California are taking out the birds. Well, maybe there's just less wildlife because here it just seems like it's in, in like it's coming in and it's, it's taken over. Thriving. Yeah. Right? I mean, think about it though. Like California's ground is like way more dry. True. So there's a lot less worms. True. So here there's more worms. I mean, today birds, I saw about more, 50 I mean, birds picking up worms. It yeah. it rained like downpoured earlier yeah. and I saw like 50 birds just going and worming. We literally went outside and it was like, okay, there's five bunnies in the neighbor's yard. Yeah. There's a ton of birds getting worms out of the yeah. lawn. And there are cats and then cats across the street. Yeah. Deer there's who come at night. Skinks. And, I don't know. Skinks like lying dead in the back. The other day, Pappy... We were asleep. This was at, we hadn't even let our cats out for the day. And we were asleep waking up in the morning and Pappy brought in a fucking skink. Where he did he get it? He must have stashed it, dude. Where did he get it? I don't know. Excuse me. But anyways, so it's been oh eventful. God. How did we even get on that? Uh, how long have we been podcasting? Uh, about 49 minutes. Oh, wow. It's crazy how fast it goes. It does go. The podcasting. You're having fun. So Naveen got a new Bucky's shirt. We went to Bucky's. Dude, and look at this grip. shirt. Look at this thing. We draw, I said, I said, when we go to Bucky's, I'm gonna drop a hundred bucks. That's did, what I said. I said I'm you? spending a hundred bucks. And so me and Chaney, I'm like Chaney, grab whatever you want. Let's do this. <laughs> Come on, babe. You can uh, yeah. gr- grab whatever you want from the Bucky's. <laughs> yeah, I'm like babe, it's section. all good. Whatever you want, it's on me. Get a brisket sandwich. <laughs> Any of those uh, cake truffles so we got a bunch of stuff we got beer we got you know the bucky's swag we got uh oh i got a hat a garden hat yeah we got a bunch of stuff i go up to the register i wasn't trying to do this i was just saying i'm gonna spend 100 bucks i wasn't like sitting there going let me add it It was 99 and change yeah i was like there it is i said i was gonna spend 100 bucks yeah boom you did it but this shirt is sick look at this thing bucky's tour 1982. That's really sick. Hey, Naveen, we I don't used know to what have Bucky's a shirt. is. We used to have a shirt that had that font on it because it's copying a Grateful Dead font. Yeah. It's actually got like tour dates on the back. And I think it's just... It's just locations. And the days they opened. Yeah. But how cool is that? And everyone on the tour was like, damn. Yeah, there's a lot I of think, jealousy. Okay, so tour guys, if you follow tour guys on the internet... They like love Bucky's. Yeah, it's like a tour guy thing, mm-hmm. and I'm no, I'm no exception. True, Bucky's fucking rules. You have Bucky's socks too. Well, Bucky's, That's you know true. what they're professionals at, and bands take note of this. Bucky's are professionals at marketing. Yeah, which is a thing that you know that's a part of like the Bucky's is just a fucking gas business. station, dude. Yeah. I it's mean, just a gas station. They could have said that they're just gonna stop there, but they're like, hey, we got this mascot named Bucky. He's a beaver. And then they were like, well, what if we had like a candy that was for Bucky? Oh, beaver nuggets. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, what if we had like a bigger store, right? You guys kept going. That's what I love about Bucky's. Bucky's is like the Walmart of gas stations. Yeah. 
And they have like a Bucky uh, guy in there. What are those called? Mascot. Oh, yeah, mascot. They have like a Bucky mascot in there. So all of the kids want to go in. They have a whole kids section. Everything is Bucky'd out and they have good marketing. They have like shirts and really well made so, yeah, shirts. Every dude and on socks tour, and like they can't wait to go to fucking Bucky's. And how many people on the tour had Bucky's merch? Everyone. Everyone. Everyone has exactly. something. Fucking smart, dude. So yeah, Bucky's is probably making like I mean, judging I've never been in there with it not being just jam packed, crowded. Yeah. Even at like midnight, it's still got a good crowd. I know. And when we when I went to the cash register, I was like, There it is, dude, spent a hundred bucks. She's like, Yeah, welcome to Bucky's. Yeah. Like that means everybody's spending a hundred Everyone's bucks. spending a hundred goddamn bucks in Bucky's. Yeah, it's great. I love we ran it. into That's a like family. We ran into a family on Christmas who had driven up from Atlanta who stopped at a Bucky's. And, and I was so wearing excited. the Bucky socks, and I was and like, they were like, "Oh, it's I was like, Bucky!" Check it out! Check it out! I can only find one of those socks right now, currently. Uh oh, yeah. we're gonna have so to get him some new Bucky socks. Eye out for that. I will when I'm doing all of but the. But we have learned that the biggest Bucky's in the world is about to open in Tennessee. I hope that doesn't like uh, make Bucky's less desirable. Sorry, for us. Texas. Sorry, Texas. Everything's not bigger there, is it? Not the Bucky's, because we got the biggest Bucky's yeah. in Tennessee. And yeah, uh, Bucky's. For those of you who really don't know what Bucky's is, it's a gas station with like 500 gas pumps and food. Everyone and goes on about the clean bathrooms, but you know bathrooms the bathrooms are are really clean. The bathrooms are clean, but like they're not like the sickest bathrooms because the sickest bathrooms would be if a place had a million single stalls. That's true. That's true. That would be the best. For me personally, as a dude. Uh, like I'm happy to go to Bucky's. It's great. It's clean. There's a million stalls. Yeah. Plenty of buffer zone. Yeah, it's fun. I like it. It's an and experience every time you go. They have beer. And then I want a shirt. They have beer. They have cake balls. They have fudge. I wish I would have gotten more of the cake balls. Yeah. So maybe we should eat dinner. Actually, I, I know I'm hungry. It. Yeah. All right, we're gonna eat and. Uh, <laughs> But it's good to be back. We're going to have another podcast out next week. We're back. It feels good to be back, Janie. I got to admit. It does feel good to be back. I feel I'm getting more used to this podcasting thing. Yeah, you liking it? Yeah. But anyway, uh, if you guys are looking for Leftover Tour merch, we're going to post some next week. I think we'll uh, talk about it on the podcast. We'll keep have a good week. Updated. Love you guys. Great uh, to be back. Great to meet all of you. Yes, that was the best. That was Just, one of the best parts of tour. It really was. Thank you, guys. I hope you have a good week. All right. Love you, motherfuckers. Peace. Love y'all.